AJ and McCall drop the mic, our weekly podcast we do on, well, anything we find important, and, and a lot of it has, about half the episodes revolved around us, and today we thought that, uh, I don't know, we just thought we'd get a little bit into things that inspire us, specifically quotes. I think we, when McCall's brother was looking for his graduation quote, we kind of delved into this to a little bit on our show, Yeah, but we decided to take a little bit closer look at things. Quotes specifically that we carry with us or choose to live by and just are the ones that we go to in a tough time. Not for any specific reason. I think that we both agree we're in pretty good places right now. Right. Which I think makes it the best time to talk about these for when, if, if and when that next time comes when you need a little extra pick me up. Well, I feel like the last time we were going to talk about this on air, there were just so many quotes. Like I came up with a lot. I have a whole quote board on Pinterest. Of course I do because everybody does. But I just, I feel like there weren't enough, there wasn't enough time for me to be able to delve into it and dive into it because of how much these quotes have inspired me. Right. And I don't, I'm not really sure where the best place to start with. Is there a category to start with? Just a quote that's most important? Uh, I think we end with the quote that's most important. Probably fair. But um, how about the simplest quote then? Okay. Uh, one of my simplest quotes is "With you, I am home." That's one that I like. Anybody listening can't guess what that's in reference mm-hmm. to. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can understand that. Uh, speaking as someone who's lived. Now in three states, I totally get that. Right. Because I don't know if I ever really felt at home in New Mexico, but I feel home here. And there's more than there's more than just one person to that, but that one person right. goes a long way in feeling that way. Well, it really does. When I went to Guatemala, it was like I was homesick being down there, but I wasn't homesick because I was in Guatemala. If Dustin had been there with me... I could have stayed for years and years and years. It's just that that one person is home to me and moving up here. It was so hard when he first lived, he still lived in Vernal, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I, that's one that I really live by. My simplest one I think would be even the tallest tree starts as a seed. That's a good one. Just because I think myself especially can be really impatient because of just my competitive drive and and general impatience and stubbornness is a big part of it as well. But I, I think a lot of people, we want to see results immediately, and it's just not the case. you got to make sure to put in the work and put in the time. And so that's one that uh, – that's even one that I wish I would have maybe if I had the chance to reiterate to a, myself at a younger age, I would remind myself because there's, I think, times where – I didn't get myself into trouble, but I think there's times where I got ahead of myself and got kind of an ego about it. And then you, you know, you have one of those eye opening experiences. You're like, wow, I don't know anything. And I think that it would be beneficial for me to be able to remind myself, hey, you know, big success starts little by little and starts small. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've got another small quote. I don't know how many quotes you have. I have like 12, sort of. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, one of my quotes is make it happen, shock everyone, because I feel like there have obviously there have been a lot of people who have been, uh, adversity in my life who have caused adversity, some sort of adversity. Like you can't do this. What You're not good enough to do anything right. like this, you know? And obviously I do things for myself, but 
every once in a while, you just have to get to a point where you're you're doing things to shock people. You know, I mean, you're doing things to shock people because you know that you can do it. And, you know, I don't know that there's anything wrong with a little competitiveness with prove them wrong. No, I think that's uh, there's a lot of quotes, I think, that could go into that. We joke about it all the time that. On our when we have our show, especially now that we've started to get to interact more about how uh, if you if you don't have someone hating you, you're not doing something right. Right. Which is more of a modern version of that, which I think takes away some of the some of the beauty of it. Because I'm with you. There's always going to be, I think, detractors in people's lives. I think al- along with that, along with your quote, the one that I picked, kind of related to careers. If I've ever seen further than others, it's by standing upon the shoulders of giants. Right, And it's kind of along the same lines when it comes to ego and a lot of that one, again, tied to career mostly for me. And I think that 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 part, I don't think I've ever had a problem with because I've kept it, quote, close. I've always been very grateful to those that have helped me get to where I am and have tried to repay that by paying it forward and and making sure they know that they've been a big part in, in the success that I have had. But I know that uh, you know. I for Halloween, my costume was I went to someone with a chip on their shoulder, and I think you got to have a little bit of that edge and drive if you want to be successful. But it can't be to the point where you just alienate yourself and don't realize that there are always going to be people who have contributed to you being able to walk down the path that you have walked down. Yeah. And so that that one is a big one for me, especially with the fact that this is the third city that I've gotten to do full time radio in. It's something that uh, I try to always remember because there's a lot of people that have taught me things or have opened up a door, helped me open up a door for me to get to where I am. And uh, as McCall and I talked about, I think in one of our really early podcasts, uh, this is the best job I've ever had. So obviously I'm super grateful for those that have helped me get to get here. Right. Uh, One of my other quotes, work related. The other ones that I have are not work related. They're all very like poetic and whatnot. Of course. Uh, But this one is the biggest mistake you could ever make is being too afraid to make one, which is a huge, that's a huge quote for me in my life because, like I said, there were some people who were adversity in my life, which I get it, you know, that it happens. But you always have to not necessarily prove them wrong. That's not necessarily the, the focus that you have to take on it. The focus is... Look into yourself. If this is something that you want to be doing, if this is something that you have a drive to be doing, don't let somebody's harsh words stop you, you know, and don't let you being too afraid to make a mistake because somebody said you're going to mess up. You're not going to do good enough. Don't let that hurt you. Don't let that limit you from your potential. Well, yeah, I mean, I have one that goes along with that, and I think I did talk about it when we did that it was we were trying to find a senior quote for your brother and mine was don't regret the things you've done because you know regret the things you haven't tried yeah. and it's a lot along it's along those same lines and and of course uh, i think all all quotes come with an asterisk because there's clarifications for that one for me specifically obviously don't do things without remorse or empathy no but i mean in general even mistakes you've made you now know the results and can learn and make smarter decisions the things you should regret are the things that you were too afraid to try. Absolutely. And I mean, even then, you know, there's there's some things that you that you shouldn't regret because everything happens for a reason. Everything leads to one thing or another, you know, doors open because you did or you didn't try things. But I mean, don't be afraid to try things by any means. Yeah. No, I mean, 
I think that we we talked about this. We did the Take a Risk podcast, which I think was like our third or fourth podcast, and that was something we hit on a lot. Is that we're lucky in our field. I guess you could say lucky and unlucky because we have to, I think, be successful, which we both want to be. So our drive to be successful trumps any sort of fear when it comes to humiliating ourselves or looking dumb. And so it's 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 a blessing and a curse because it puts us in a position where we want to be successful. So it trumps the fact that we aren't going to be afraid to go out and maybe try some things that if if it wasn't for our jobs, we wouldn't normally try. Right. So, I mean, like, I read a poem on air. I would never do that. Like, no. we're supposed to, McCall and I are working on, I think, for uh, one of our dares to go to Pobev and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I Like, if it wasn't for our job, I wouldn't have read it on air. I wouldn't have read a poem on air. I wouldn't have read a poem in front of people. I don't do that. I never have. And I mentioned that when I read the poem. Just one of those things where it's a blessing and a curse, mostly, in my opinion, a blessing, because it forces us to open ourselves up in a way that we wouldn't normally if we had, if we worked like literally any other job. Right. I have one more that goes along with, with work. Uh, I have a friend of old coworker who used to say this all the time as a funny, uh, funny tagline, whatever used to fundraise, but it really is true. It's many hands make light work. Oh, absolutely. And it kind of goes along with, to me, it goes a little bit along with remembering uh, you know, who helped you get there, but remembering that a team gets things done faster. But I've, especially in this field, and it really tainted my view of radio. Some of the first people I worked with were not prime examples of this and didn't want help or didn't want to be a part of a team or alienated a team. And it kind of tainted my view. And it really is impossible to top how much fun you have. And I'd imagine, I think I could venture and say this in almost any situation that when you have a fun team and people you enjoy working with, you do better work. It's yeah. not just you enjoy your job better, but you do better work. And so many hands make light work. And it's always important, I think, to remember, and I'll get into this with my other quotes that I have, that um, many hands make light work because you should help people because occasionally you're going to need help too. Exactly. So um, those are those are two big ones for me. Those ones are, those ones are good. Uh, I've got one from Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. She said... Uh, this is a good one, though. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. And if you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough, which is a really good quote because yeah. it's something that I've been trying to be better at because every once in a while I get very selfish and very conceited to a point where it's like, I, I just wish I had this and I wish I had this. and You know, going down to Guatemala for that week that I know I've talked about it. I just went down for like a little missions trip, just a very short adventure, but it changed my perspective on a lot of things. You know, it opened my eyes because there were so many people down there that looked at everything that they had. And they looked at these tin shacks that they were living in and they looked at, you know, they had like a corrugated roof and it was like, you know, anybody in America would be like, oh my gosh, I have so little. I can't believe how little I have. And everybody, every single one of them, it was a genuine, like, I thank God for what I have. I'm so grateful. Like, I've been so blessed with everything that I have. And it was just, it was very humbling to be down there and to see they've got chickens running through their kitchen. And, you know, it it changed the way that I looked at life. And honestly, I feel like the last two years or the last year and a half, however long it's been since I went down there, it's changed who I am as a person. And I am so thankful for it. 
Yeah, I think that you could take that quote. I think if I could simplify that quote, it would be, do you look at the glass half empty or half full? Because it's really, when you said that quote, that's what it says to me. Because you have what you have. You could choose to look at it in a positive way or a negative way, and it'll affect how you deal with it. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, that's when you said that that's how I would take it into its simplest form. And that's, you know, optimism is generally part of my moral fabric. So right. that's how I choose to operate. And usually it is mine also. You know, it's just that I feel like a lot of the times we just get greedy with things that we don't have and we, you know, it, it turns into a a gratitude thing and a be thankful for what you do have because you have so much. Yeah. No, you're right. We talked about this a little bit. <laughs> Keep don't mean to keep relating to a show, but we talked about this when the, that list was put out of the non-essential things that we can't live without. Right. We kind of got into this a little bit because McCall has that experience, what I, which I do not have. I've not spent time in a country that is uh, not unlike ours. The places I've visited have been very much similar to where we are, whether they're in the country or not. So it's a, an experience that I think when we talk we I think we talked about bucket lists and I think we're going to do a bucket list podcast at some point. Yeah. One of the one of the things that come up when we were googling ideas for it, one of the things that constantly came up was it was visit a country that you don't speak the same language in, but I think you could expand that to, you know, obviously charities obviously a very common thing on bucket list too and that's kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. For sure. Do you have more quotes? I do. Oh, Mine good. are more tied to personal like going through rough times. So I'm waiting. I'm feeling out when you get your quotes there since you, you have more than I do. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, this one's from Tyler Kent White and it says she woke up every morning with the option of being anyone she wished how beautiful it was that she always chose herself, which is something that I, f- I find very interesting because as a woman, especially as a human being, especially it's hard to just love yourself. It's hard to just love your being and love every single little detail about yourself and not nitpick and not, you know, relate back a little bit to that Oprah quote about being grateful for what you have. And, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it made me think of when we were in Atlanta, they talked about, and and I've talked about this before. It's one of the reasons why I've reached out to connect to a lot of people who work in the same career field that I have now, but they talked about in Atlanta, don't be jealous of what other success other people have had. Make your own success because they worked hard to get their success. So you have no right to be jealous of their success. And I think you could say in that scenario, because I know I have before. I mean, I have a buddy that works in New York City mm-hmm. and he's younger than I am. And I I jokingly tell him all the time, he's like, you lucky jerk. How dare you? But the truth is, is that I think you could trace that jealousy back to a little bit of insecurity and show... I mean, I'm with you. I, I mean, I agree mm-hmm. with your sentiment and not to take over because I think women's insecurities and confidence is something that is always, it's talked about because it is a thing, but right. any, I think everyone at, at, at least once in their life deals with lack of confidence in self. Well, absolutely. But there is such a power that I have, I guess, discovered. It's been a while, but there's such a power in 
wanting to be who you are. There's such a power in seeing all of the positive things with yourself, seeing all of the positive things with your body. Maybe you're not feeling so good about the way that you look. I wish my nose looked different. I wish my face looked different. You know, I wish I'd lose weight. There's such a power because you are the being that you are supposed to be. Like there is so much power inside of you just with accepting yourself and loving yourself and being able to be who you are because once you are that person, once you realize, look, this is who I am, you become so much more powerful over your life and over the way that you feel and you know, you're able to look outside of yourself and be able to look to the other people and see what you can do to help them progress in their lives. Yeah. I mean, I think that the you, we talked about at the beginning of this about the power sort of of making it happen. Uh, and I think that's a part of it. I think a lot of times we get complacent and, and just want to watch things happen. And, and you have the ability to be proactive and chase things down. I mean, my first quote was, the tallest tree starts as the smallest seed. Right. So, I mean, that's along the same lines. Uh, one of the ones, <laughs> this is why, I think this is a big reason why I say please and thank you all the time and hold doors, is uh, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. That's a good one. And there's a million of them like that. You know, smile, because you never know how contagious a smile is, and a little bit of kindness goes a long way. There's a, a million quotes that are very similar to that. But to me, it's just something... And, and I'll touch, but it's karma is really what it is. And I'll right. end up coming back to that. But really, like we've talked about it with the, the we do the Feel Good Tuesday every week on our show. And it, it really is about sharing good vibes and spreading excitement because I truly do believe what you send out, you get back. And I think if you, it's like that thing where I think if you're looking for a negative, you'll find a negative. So if you project, Absolutely. if you project pessimism and and those raw anger or sadness emotions, I think you'll get back the negativity. But I think if you project the happiness and optimism and all that, you'll get that back. But it'll also help you see things differently. So, uh, like, you'll see an event, an optimist and a pessimist will see the same event and react to it differently based on how they see the world. And so being kind is also part of how I try to be optimistic. So... Because we, you know, there's the joke and we joke about it too. You know, our faith in humanity is restored. Well, I choose to be a reason why people don't lose faith in humanity. Right. And I mean, when you go to that, you look at the quote. I mean, this isn't one of my quotes, but there's one that goes something along the lines of uh, the same water that is used to boil eggs is used to harden potatoes. It's not, it's not what you go through. It's what you're made of. It's. (laughs) You ever seen Neighbors? Yeah. Where he's cooking, I think it's the second one. He's cooking noodles and he's like, wait. He's like, don't just water. It's hot. Oh, man, it is hot. He goes, you got to wait till the noodles are done. Wait, hot water makes noodles soft? Yeah. Well, how come it makes eggs hard? Dude, I never thought of it like that. Right. But that's how it works is that, you know, sometimes the circumstances, they're they're both hard, you know, that it, it could be a really hard circumstance, you know. Divorce changes people, Al- alcoholism changes people. Like a lot of different. A lot of people go through a lot of the same issues and a lot of the same ish, you know, and when you do, you got to go back to who you are and you got to go back and take a step back to see really, really what, who you are, what you've gone through and how you can progress from that point. Yeah. And I think that just to go back to the quote that you used, it's important to remember that People don't see things the same way. What right. is right to one person isn't necessarily right to the other one. Right. 
And I mean, I have one that goes like directly along with that. Sometimes the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. And, you know, I can say that from honest experience because, I mean, I went through, I'm not going to say that I went through some of the hardest stuff in the entire world because I know that other people have it harder than I do, but it was the hardest, one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through in my life. You know, it was a rough engagement. There was... It was not a good time in my life. I can say that for 100% fact. And I can't think of any other occasions that I just screamed and threw my hands up and punched the dashboard while I was screaming. And, you know, you go through hard stuff, but I never would have been in the position if I had gone down that pathway and moved forward in that in that direction I wouldn't have ever been with Dustin I wouldn't have ever had the dream job that I do have I wouldn't have ever had the things that have happened to me over the past four or five years and I'm so grateful for the hardest thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life because I never would have been in this place right now no I'm with you we talked I think you touched on that uh when we did the we talked about the take a risk podcast and I touched it again I I was fired from my last job. I was unemployed for, I think, about seven months. And, it, you know, certain months in, you throw your hands up and go, okay, maybe I'm done with radio, which is what I thought. And then I end up getting lucky and get a call, and I'm out here in Utah now, and it's the most fun I've ever had. So I, I agree. Mm. I mean, to go along with with the, your quote, I think the one that, you know, I don't, really hasn't turned into a, your quote and my quote, but that one makes you think of when God shuts a door, he opens a window. Right. And I think it, and it also goes back to how you look at life, whether you stay optimistic or, or pessimistic, because if you, if you take that quote to heart, then you have the optimist, you try to hold the optimism that there's a path here that I can follow and work on and find something better than what I was heading towards before. You could be pessimistic and be like, why has this been taken away or what, whatever the excuses or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And so I think optimism and pep. pep Pestimism is going to be, I think, at the basis of a lot of these. I I agree with you. I mean, there's another one that that goes along with that. That's uh, one of my favorite of literally all time. Uh, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was J.K. Rowling, but I might be wrong. And the quote is: "Sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to figure out that God is the rock at the bottom." And you know, kind of build yourself up from that point and move move forward. But that's something that. I found during that really hard time in my life and it helped me to progress and helped me to move forward in, in that sense. Uh, one of mine for personal struggles, whatever that I've always maintained, I think you can find it in high school. It's a quote that I've always known and uses. And I, it's, I think mine's a variation of it, but it's, you can't provide peace for others if you can't provide peace within. Mm -hmm. And it's something, a quote that I've really taken to heart, especially when it comes to dating, I've had a lot of bad luck when it comes to dating. And I think you really, and you know, it, it comes back again to how you look at it. You blame others, you blame yourself. And for me, when I finally took a look inside and realized that there were a lot of things that were unsettled in my life or unhappy with, and that's why when I came to Utah and we talked about that when McCall and I started Tinder Tuesday on the show, that even like the first handful of months that I was in Utah, I wasn't interested in dating. And I'd been out of dating for about a year, year plus at that point. And it was because... My life was so unsettled and, and I just wasn't happy with a lot of things that it it, it was just going to be another thing that didn't go well because I didn't have the life that I thought I could provide for myself. So how am I supposed to provide for someone else that comes into my life? It's just going to end up being more negativity. 
And so that one is something that I've always held dear is that I think that a lot of times, and I know that I did, you try to find happiness and solutions on the outside when really you need to start on the inside because otherwise it's still just going to fall apart. Yeah. I mean, to talk about, you talk about the rock bottom. I think there's a saying that something along the lines of a foundation built on sand will fall regardless or something. It's along those same lines. It's what right. I'm talking about. You got you to have that strong base to build from. Otherwise, it'll just fall down again. Yeah. Both of mine are love quotes. <laughs> All ahead. of mine are love quotes, mostly because that's that's how I feel about my life sometimes. Um, there's one from Sylvester McNutt the third that says, and sometimes two souls are in love way before they meet each other in the flesh. And that's one that I feel very strongly because uh, there's no way. Like Dustin and I, we're complete opposites. You put us together we're 100% on opposite sides of things, but he's literally everything that I've never known that I wanted in my life. Yeah. I mean, not to taint your very touching and tear jerking moment. I think you can, <laughs> you can also apply that quote to friendships because yeah, I'm sure you do. And I honestly think that it would almost be applicable to us. There are people that you meet that you just hit it off and it doesn't make any sense because you've never talked before. Right. And you just function as right. one. And I've I've met a couple of people that that's the same the same way with me. Um, I've had people tell me that I'm an old soul before because they feel like they've known me for a long time, and that's it's weird to me sometimes because I'm just like I don't get it, but okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, here's another one that I also uh, relate to Dustin. That I believe God sent you into my life to give me something to fight for, to show me there is love in the world, to give me hope and to bring me joy. All the proof in God I need is in you. You are the gift from the heavens because it's true. Uh, like I said, I was going through a really tough time um, and I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into it all the way. But he brought me more down to earth from where I was because I was going down not the best of roads um, at that point in my life. And he kind of opened things back up for me so that I could see uh, more of a broad perspective than I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, I didn't want to love anybody ever again. I didn't want to talk to anybody again. I think I told Dustin specifically, don't fall in love with me because I'm going to break your heart because I don't, I'm not going to love you. And here I am, four and a half years later. Call the teenage heartbreaker. Call the teenage heartbreaker. Um, I just wasn't in a good place in my life, and I wasn't when I was in in high school. I, I just he helped me to grow up a lot, and he showed me a lot of things that I would never have seen before. I like him. I think this is the part where I go. Oh. I like him. He's a good person. <laughs> he makes me a better person, and that's what I want in my life. So, how many quotes do you have left? One. I also have one left. So uh, to introduce this, so we decided to do this. It's just another way to uh, maybe be a little bit relatable, but it was something we want to talk about because we've kind of danced around the subject a little bit on our show and various topics. And I personally like to write. It's something I do. I've alluded and I mentioned in here that I I write poetry and I, I, a lot of the times when I'm going through rough patches, I like to journal because I've always found that one, it gets it out of my head which is always a big step, but it's always it's easier for me to analyze and figure out the next step when I can see it on a piece of paper as opposed to trying to work it out on my head. And so these quotes really are important to us. I don't have a Pinterest board, 
like McCall does, but they, uh, you know, there are quotes that I've remembered. A few of them have shown up in my writings before. This last one, and we saved our most important quotes for last, is very important to me. And if you need any further proof, you just need to look at my upper left arm because it's tattooed on my arm. Right. And that is the serenity prayer. And to alleviate questions, because I get asked fairly often, no, I was not an Alcoholics Anonymous. It is just a, I came across it in a time of great struggle. I was going through therapy. I was having a lot of family issues, relationship issues, and I found it and grasped upon it. And it was very important to me. But if you're not familiar with the serenity prayer, it is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And that was very important to me because I think it got me through a very rough time. But uh, to me, it means the peace to accept that there are things that I cannot control, control the things I can, which is the courage to change the things I can, and then the wisdom to know which battles are the ones to fight for. And I have it that specific words are bolded on my arm, God grant, or God, serenity, courage, wisdom, and difference are the words that are all bolded on my arm because they're very important words to me. And that is my most important quote. Hence, obviously, I carry it with me wherever I go. Because it's constantly there. Yes. It's on my left side as well, a little bit deeper in inside into the tattoo. It's on my left it's on my left side as well because uh my right hand is my dominant hand, so I put it on the side of my body that is quote unquote the weaker side of my body. And that's why it's on my left arm as opposed to my right arm. It's the side that I need more strength. I like that. Thank you. I like that a lot. Uh my most important quote is by Adrian Mitchell, Michael, excuse me, Adrian Michael. And it says, she is water, power enough to drown you, soft enough to cleanse you, and deep enough to save you. I am woman, hear me roar? Basically. I like it. I think that there's power in being a woman. Not that I mean to take away by any means, <gasps> but excuse you. But honestly, there's a lot of a lot of people who, obviously there's a big movement and and all of that stuff going on right now. But honestly, there's so much power in being a woman and in being able to find women allies, if you will, to help you along the way, to help you progress, to believe in you, to love you and just be able to kind of help you get through. I I mean, I don't, I don't have specific words for it, but... The power and the the feeling of of love almost that you get when you make a connection with another woman as a as one of your really bestest friends, you know, it, it's it's unlike anything else because I I feel like there's just so much power, and you know, obviously I I had a couple of quotes earlier that were about power as well, but obviously I'm not on a power trip by any means, but it's. The self-love that can be felt and I don't know, there's just something so powerful about being able to love yourself and being able to find people who love you for who you are. And it's, it's such a feeling of success that was, it's hard. It's a hard thing to find as you're growing up as a woman who is self-conscious, as a human being who is self-conscious and not, you know, not having very many friends and doing that sort of a thing. It's hard to be able to have that sort of confidence and have that sort of boost. But the power that comes from being able to 
step back and say, you know, I love you for who you are. It, it gives you a power yourself. No, I agree. I think to to backtrack a little bit, you talked about the power that there is in having people that love you for who you are and the, the success that it is. I think that for me, and I think you'd agree, that's why this job is the best job I've ever had. Because for me, and I know a little bit for you, but for me, up until here, it was a lot of, okay, how do I be successful? Okay, what do I think I need to do to be successful? How do I need to sound? What do I need to talk about to be successful? And we covered this because we did a we did do a whole podcast on what it is, like how what's a career in radio. McCall and I got into a lot of like what we do on our show and stuff. And actually, right. next week's podcast you'll get a real good insight into what we do Ooh, each day. Yeah, but the truth of the matter is, and and the question we get asked fairly often is, how do we come up with the stuff on our show? It's us. The stuff on our show is us. Like to, today, for instance, we argued about the the how do you take your pill, medicine, whatever capsule. Water first, capsule first. We both disagree on this. We both do it that way. It's not something that's made up. And that's why I think that, one, we feel like we have a certain amount of success here. But, one, we love it because there's a lot of work that goes into it, but there's not a lot of work that goes into it because we communicate with each other. This happened. Okay, we got to talk about that. And then right. we get together and we're like, all right, what's the best way to present this so people understand it? And so our show is our lives. And so... It's not you I, and I. We could say this many times, and I guess you can believe it or not believe it. The longer you listen, I think you'll believe it. But what you hear on air and what you hear in these podcasts is AJ and McCall. This is genuinely who we are. This is you sit down and have a conversation with us. We are just like this, you know. That's one thing that I really have loved about this job is that I can be myself one hundred percent of the time, and people like me, you know, and that sounds so cocky, but it's, it's something, again, you go back to the power of it, the power of being able to understand that you can be yourself and people still like you and the people who don't like you, you don't need those people in your life. Well, we, we talked about it at the, uh, beginning of the podcast about how, um, well, we talked about, like, we talked about how there's the genuineness of it, but the fact that like we say it all the time, we don't think that people, we don't really think people are listening. We know people are, but we don't think it's really resonating. Like you hear it in the background or you're, you you ignore it. And he said at the beginning of the show, it wasn't the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the show the day, today, because uh, we talked about streaks and that's why we started the, the VFX streak off, is that no show is the same. So like we have a really great show on Monday, doesn't necessarily mean we have a great show on Tuesday because it's not the same show. And so it really is awesome to have the success that one People do listen to us and enjoy listening to us, and thank you for that. Because again, we whenever anyone gets that compliment, it's not us playing it up when we say no, you don't. No, that's we exactly. Legitimately, don't think it's like, we're no yeah, way. Because this is the first time that we've both had that and love it. And obviously, I think that the first way to lose that is to get complacent with it. And so, if you ever hear us say, "Well, of course you do," and it's not in a sarcastic way, that's a red flag because that means we've gotten complacent with it. Right. But I think that I like what you said about, and and I was gonna, I you said that and it resonated with me. But you talking about going back to what you said about power and women, it just reminds me of when we talked about that Me Too campaign, and we talked about it. And I am not a woman, but it was one of the most brave things I think I've ever seen. And again, it has to do with, and it, the reason why is because of McCall and I's jobs. It's mentioned earlier that it's a blessing curse that we have to be, I think, more open and vulnerable if we want to be successful. 
Well, a lot of people don't have to make that choice. And I think if we weren't in radio, it probably wouldn't be choices we make. And so for not just one, not just 10, but thousands of women to come forward like that and be that vulnerable and open on the internet, which we all know is not exactly the greatest place most times, yeah, is amazingly courageous to me. It is. And it just shows you as well, as McCall tried to say, and I think did so in a very tactful way, not to, you know, about power and women, there are still disadvantages based on certain factors of your life you can't control. And so I'm glad that that was your quote. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. <sighs> you exhausted? I feel me? like anytime we get into these deeper podcasts, it really takes I it feel out like, of me. I know. I feel like I just get so tired. This is it, just a little bit of truth on the end of these podcasts. We put these together because we do it once a week. It's AJ McCall Drop the Mic. We do it every Friday. And so we come up with topics we think are interesting because they're supposed to be things that are important to us, and these are important to us. And McCall and I are both, I think, on the artistic side of the spectrum, and so this was a no-brainer when we thought about it. But then, I don't know about you, but we get into it, and I'm like, okay, we set ourselves a limit of 15 minutes. It has to be at least 15 minutes, otherwise it's not worth talking to, to, about. Because the podcast is supposed to be in a, a more expansive conversation with us. Mm-hmm. And every time I do that, and I knock on wood, because I don't want to jinx it for the next time, I think, and I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it to 15 minutes, and we're at 30, you know, almost 38 minutes now. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Every week we do it, AJ McCaw drop the mic. Just a little teaser for next week. It is going to be more than just uh, something you can listen to. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a big glimpse into our morning show and next week. when he says big glimpse, we mean big glimpse. Big. It's going to be good. Thank you so much, though, for listening. It's AJ and McCaw. Drop the mic on Inspirational Quotes.